The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hannah is off this week, but do not worry. We have a full show for you. Even after a weekend of technical difficulties, some of you ended up with the weekend update on Friday. Some of you got it on Saturday. Some of you got two shows under two different names, and I'm still trying to figure out what happened. But things back on track, 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb may go a little bit longer today, and that's because we've got a big guest here in moments that is running for mayor of Evergreen Park. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. The holidays will look different this year. However, you plan to celebrate. You should have banking tools that support you. With total access checking from First National Bank of Evergreen Park, managing your money is easy. It only takes $100 to open and then they even refund the fees from any ATM nationwide. You'll have easy access to your money when you need it, plus a little extra this season. In a year that's been unpredictable, they want to give you something you can count on. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com holidays. Member FDIC. Even though they couldn't get down here to the 9-foot homemade oak bar in my basement this year, the Evergreen Park High School Madrigal Choir recorded several songs for us over the years. They'll be sprinkled throughout this show. And a local businessman and podcaster, I listened to his podcast and it saved me a bunch of money. I thought it was so cool what I learned on it. I wanted him to come on so I could tell the story and plug his show. Before we get to any of that, though, Last week, you heard it here, folks, Mayor James Sexton explaining why he was no longer going to continue being the mayor of Evergreen Park and that this April, there will be a new mayor and the front runner early on, State Representative Kelly Burke. She's on the line with us right now. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Chris. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Before we get into you know, all the stuff I want to ask you about, because your name just magically appeared last week and... You're on the tip of everybody's tongue in Evergreen Park because you were you are the I don't want to make an endorsement, but you should go vote for Kelly Burke that uh, <laughs> Mayor Sexton said on this show last week when he told everybody that he wasn't going to be the mayor anymore. But before we get to that, how's everything going with the holidays? How's the family? Everybody safe? Uh, you know, are you are you in the hustle and the bustle right now trying to get ready for uh, for the big weekend? Yeah, everybody's good. Um, you know, just trying to wrap up some Christmas shopping. Um and, uh, you know, just trying to make the plans for Christmas and, you know, figure out how we're how we're how we're going to do this. It's like one of those uncomfortable conversations you have to have with family. Right. And everybody's got different levels of anxiety and, and concern. And you just have to navigate those and, and, you know, respect where everybody's at. Trust me, we're all going through it. Just like the other day, I noticed that my sister was pointing out to me that she started her pre-Christmas quarantine 48 hours earlier than mine. As if to say, if mom and dad get sick, it's your fault. So <laughs> it's the holidays. It's the holidays. For well, everybody. and sibling rivalry, right? I'm a better quarantiner than you. Yeah. If anybody <laughs> kills mom and dad, it's going to be you. That's pretty much what I was told <laughs> on the phone the other day. All right. Let's get to the good stuff here. Mayor James Sexton, after about 40 years in public service in Evergreen Park and 20 as the mayor, decides that he's not going to be the mayor anymore. And so there's going to be an election coming up here in the spring. And you have filed 
to run for mayor. I actually read that. He, I, I learned that he was recommending you in his letter, and then when he came on the show a week ago, we, we were the first people that he publicly sat down and answered questions with uh, about his decision and the fact that he was leaving, and he endorsed you. He basically said she's got great connections because she's a you know state representative. She's been working within our local government recently as a village trustee. She's got good ideas, and once I get out of the way, there's big things ahead for Evergreen Park. So I guess my first question is, how does this come about? Like, does he does he call you up and say, hey, Kelly, I'm retiring and I think you should be the mayor? Or is it something you had an interest in beforehand? How does this happen? Well, so, you know, I've, I've worked with um, Mayor Sexton for a long time in a lot of different capacities. So, um, you know, I had uh, been on a, a village commission way back when I, I think it was the the beautification commission back when you know they were redoing 95th street and then i was a um uh, evergreen park library trustee for a long time and while i was president we did the reconstruction of of the library you know put on the addition made it into the beautiful place it is today and that wouldn't have been possible without the cooperation of the village government so i really kind of got to work with mayor sexton and know him a bit through that project and then you know as I evolved into different roles. We've shared a lot of uh, events together. We sponsored a triathlon, uh, indoor triathlon that we used to run every winter at the high school. Um, and, you know, we've also done more serious things, partnering together on railroad issues. You know, uh, Evergreen was able to be part of a lawsuit that um, the city of Chicago was involved in against CSX to try and um, address some of the train issues we were having, you know, several years ago when they started running more and more trains through. And then, you know, it's always a perpetual struggle with the post office to try and improve service there. And we've done a lot of partnering in that. So, you know, we had had a, a real good working relationship and had worked together and had, you know, a mutual respect from the things we had worked on together. And um, then as, you know, trustee got to see more about, you know, the, the workings of, of the village government. So it, you know, it was a productive relationship. You know, there had been rumors that the mayor was thinking about not uh, running again. And um, so I put my name out there and said, if you're not interested in running, I'd appreciate being considered, you know, for, uh, for the spot. Wow. And so, yeah, because it, people don't get it. It's kind of interesting. It's, it's funny. Like I made a comment, I made a few jokes on the last show that, you know, I don't remember an election because he's always just been the mayor since I've lived here. And before that, it was Mayor Vacco. So, like, elections for mayor are not like a thing that that is it's it's not the event that it is, let's say, in the city of Chicago. Like, it's just exactly. not that in Evergreen Park. But what people don't understand is there's actually a political party in Evergreen Park. And so just like any other political party, they have meetings and they go, we would like to run this candidate for this position and this candidate for this position. And so that's, is that how that works? Like you, you went to that party and, or you were a part of that party and you were like, I, I want to say it's the good government party. I always forget it, but it was yes, United homeowners, good government. That's right. So I, I'm not, I'm not a um, officer in the United homeowners. Jim is for sure. I forget who all the other officers are. But there's, there's officers in it. I don't so, have it on the tip of my tongue. Right. Yeah. But the way I'm trying to explain it to people, it's just like it's just like there's a Republican Party and there's a Democrat Party and there's a Libertarian Party. There's this local government party and they run a ticket and you're the ma you're the mayoral candidate on that ticket is what it is, right? Exactly. Okay. It, it, right. A slate, they right. call it. 
There you go. That that you know because it's it's funny when you you know I started seeing comments that people you know put up when we put up our show last week, and I see things like that and. There's it's, some people are like they have elections like how does this work and it, it, I I think it's one of those things that people don't get how it goes and, which is great that you're you're willing to come on and chit chat with me so uh, first off it's a big undertaking you've been on this show before I I've asked you like when you became village trustee I was like you're gonna do this and you're gonna be state rep well now you're you're gonna be state representative and mayor at the same time I'm reading so that mm-hmm. that's a lot to do can you. For anybody that sits down and goes, wow, that's an awful lot to do. Those are two big posts. How is she going to be able to do both of them? What, what's your answer? Right. Well, I think it's I think it's uh, very much a positive. And, you know, I, I would bring some great experience um, to the mayor's office. And, you know, if you if you think of other uh, local legislators who have served in two roles, you know, one that comes to mind is uh, state senator, former state senator Maggie Crotty um, from Oak Forest, who was also the um, uh, Bremen Township uh, supervisor, you know, another executive position for a long, long time. And, and there's, you know, there's many others who have successfully had those dual roles in Springfield and local government. And, um, I, you know, I think my experience in Springfield, it gives me a lot of insight into the challenges municipal governments, governments face. And then, you know, on the conversely, on the, you know, my long experience in local government, not just as a trustee, but as a, a, a library board member, and now hopefully as mayor, helps me to shape better policy for, you know, all local governments in the state. Is it one of those things, because I can imagine it's a, it's a interesting double-edged sword, because on one hand, you have connections with other state officials and a bigger group of people you can go to to work with to get things done for Evergreen because of your your position as a state representative. Well, while on the other hand, though, there's going to be days you're going to have to go down to Springfield and somebody else is going to have to handle the day to day stuff, or at least you're going to have to have a right hand man or right hand woman that does that for you. Right. Well, there's, um, you know, as we're all seeing from <laughs> from covid, um, you know, the the um, adaptation and the technology enabling people to work remotely, extremely productively. Um, is has changed a lot of things. So um, there will be days when I'm not physically at Village Hall, but there won't be a day when I'm not, you know, working for the people of the Village of Evergreen Park. Um, And uh, we have some fantastic people. First of all, you know, uh, Kathy Aparo, our village clerk, veteran village clerk, one of the best. She's a master clerk. She's taken all the, um, all the, you know, training and certifications that you can get and does a tremendous job. Um, and, you know, she's a, 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 an on-site presence all the time. And we have a great staff and we have great department heads. So, you know, you're in more of a manager position um, as mayor and working with, with some great people um, and making sure everything gets done. Are you a CFO, HR professional, or owner of a company, big or small, and you're tired of the typical health insurance premium increases each and every year? Out of control premiums with no end in sight. Well, now there is the elite benefits formula. This process has saved employers and their employees thousands 
or even tens of thousands of dollars each year. These strategies are avoided by most insurance professionals, and the insurance companies definitely do not want you to know about them. But Elite Benefits of America is ready to help you. Just about all employers in the Chicagoland area can now take advantage of some or all of these strategies and start saving money. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. Mayor Section always had this thing where we would get stories from people like he would see somebody looking at a building and he would stop right. his car and he'd be like, what right. are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm thinking about buying a restaurant here, but we really don't like this building. And then he would drive around and find a building to bring the business in. Right. Like he was extremely hands-on. Do, do you feel any pressure to keep that up? Because it's it's one of those things that people have started to kind of rely on at Evergreen Park. It's like the guy just pops up everywhere and fixes like these little problems while he's still running the mayor's office. Like, is that, is that something that you're aware of and that you're like, wow, people are going to probably expect this, right? If people expect it, and I, I, I think it's it's a great way um, – it's a great way to be as mayor. And um, one, one thing I've, I've noticed, and I, I, I heard you speaking like this, you know, when I listen to your podcast and I've just heard it from other people. And I feel this way personally, too, is that, you know, people um, feel like Mayor Sexton really personally cares about them. You know, not only just he cares about the people of the you know, village of Evergreen Park, but he cares about them personally because he would take the time to do those personal things. And um, I think I've acted in the same way, you know, with a much broader um, stroke with uh, being state representative. And I would continue that. I, I think it's a fantastic way for public servants to act. And, um, you know, I would continue it. First of all, I want to say that I saw your name on the thing and I was like, oh, I like Kelly. Oh, thank you. That was nice. I like Kelly. I mean, I was, I was like, that's, that's a good name. Like there were a couple of people in my head that I always thought like, if he, if he left, it'd probably be this trustee or this trustee. I just, I, there was part of me and never considered it would be you because you were a state rep. But then when I saw it, I was like, hey, I like her. I, I, I get along with her. We've, we've talked many times, uh, you know, off the air at different events and stuff. You're, yeah, you know, I think that you do a wonderful job in this position. I also feel like while I'm asking these questions here, though, I got to kind of like address like some of the, the weird elephants in the room, because those are the questions that people want me to ask you. Yeah, so sure. I hope you don't mind. But, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the pandemic. Right. And it struck me that Evergreen kind of had a we have to take care of this village to the point where when the second lockdown happened, Evergreen Park's policy, they stated it on this show. We had several from the mayor to to one of the village trustees, Mark Marzullo, made it a point to state on this show publicly. We can't enforce these laws like and and we we're not going to be able to enforce all these. And it was and let's be honest, that was a way of Evergreen Park basically saying we're not going to kill our small businesses. If you want to do these things and you come and enforce it, and they know very well that the state can't enforce it. But on the other hand, you're more entrenched in state government. Would you have any fear? And that's, I want to give you a chance to kind of dispel this because I've heard this from other people. Would you have any fear that Springfield would put weight on you to force you to have to act a different way in Evergreen that wouldn't be in Evergreen's interest? Or is that a is that a crazy idea that some people might have, that the governor or somebody that you work with down in Springfield would be like, no, 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 Evergreen's got to, got to fall in line, where in reality Evergreen looked acted very independently during this, this pandemic? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a crazy idea that some people have. 
perhaps to to use your words you know the the uh beauty of of you know the differing levels of government is that you know it, things were have been left up not only to local you know local government to handle but you know to local school districts and um and that flexibility um you're seeing that all over the place because you know most towns are acting in the same way that uh, Evergreen Park is. And, you know, most school districts, you know, at least around here, have, you know, tried to do things that reflect what the the families in their districts want. And, you know, like, for instance, in Evergreen Park, it was, um, you know, the hybrid model. Most around here have tried that hybrid model. Um, so we're, you know, it's definitely more of a, a distinction between the state government and the local government. So I don't see that that would be a problem. Okay. That's the last cr- question I'm taking off of Facebook page. So we're through those. Now, okay? <laughs> well, Facebook, you know. <laughs> so now here's the thing. Let's get, let's get to some fun stuff. First off, I stated on this show last week that I would very much like some crazy mayoral candidates to run. I'm not saying I want any of them to beat you, but do you anticipate, do you anticipate anybody running against you? And is there, is there a possibility that we could get some, some, some real fun here during this? Because if somehow somebody ran against you, I want to host a debate. That's all I want. Okay. I think you and I have two different definitions of fun, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but not, not, not that I've heard of, but you know, who, who knows? Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll find out the filing, uh, you know, is, is ongoing right now. So, so we'll see what pops up in the next day or two. Um, but, you know, I, you know, just talking about some of the Facebook comments, I, I think one of the things that um, I always get a sense of when, you know, people talk about, you know, some issues, you know, with, you know, public servants and whatnot, uh, you know, people who work for the government is what kind of, is sensitive with them is, is pensions, right? That always comes up, you know, they're doing this for a pension, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to, you know, I don't take a pension as state representative. I have no pension and I'm not going to take one as mayor. Really? Wow. That's so you're not, ta- you're, you're basically saying like, I, I have, cause you were an attorney, right? So you're like, I, I, I have my career. I saved my money. I'm not looking to add a pension or anything like that. I just want to serve Evergreen park. Exactly. I enjoy public service. I, I, I do too, but I could never take on being a mayor. I, I, I would see you now. You got to be like, you, you know, you got to be, you got to be nervous now. You, you, mayor Sexton, like I couldn't get the guy to come down and sit at my bar. Like you're not going to stop doing interviews with me, right? At the, at the, at the nine foot homemade Oak bar, because who, like, who was one of the first people who came and said, and, and, and I wasn't drinking because it was Lent. So I, you, you owe me a, you owe me a beer. I do. Okay, great. Because I could never get the guy to come down here. Cause I, I think he was like nervous about the perception of it, but you know, you're, you sound like you're going to be fun, Kelly. So uh, now if there's, if there's a, <laughs> you know, I think you, you've probably noticed this, you know, maybe as you've interviewed different people who, you know, are in elected office, if you, you have to like people or, or, or you should like people if, you know, you, um, if, if you're in public office and I, I, you, you know, you, and you have to be willing to listen to people, you know, because not everybody has the full understanding of the whole picture and they have, you know, one, um, you know, one issue that's so important to them. And even if you're not able to fix it, you still have to, you know, listen and and hear what they're saying. And, you know, I think Mayor Sexton does a great job of that. Um, 
And, um, you know, I think that's a, a, a strength that I have as well. Well, before I let you go, is there an event, especially when the world reopens again, and I'm starting to feel more and more confident that it's right here around the corner, is there an event that Evergreen Park does or maybe doesn't do that you want to do that you're looking forward to the most if you become mayor? Well, so we, we do have a couple ideas um, uh, for some new events, but I'm going to save those because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to be able to do them. But, you know, everybody always in jail. I mean, obviously, the Fourth of July parade and the fireworks are such um, a fun event. But those are, you know, those are big, enormous events. You don't always get to um, spend the time talking to people individually because, you know, it's it's such a production and such a, a big crowd. So, um, I mean, I always enjoy, excuse me, I always enjoy, um, you know, day in the park, as long as it's not 950 degrees. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to that, you know, just looking up forward to all the, the little things, you know, the Christmas tree lighting, um, you know, the, the different school pageants, you know, baseball season, all, you know, all, all the baseball parade, um, you know, the homecoming parade, just all the things that really just make up um, our community and tie people together. Um, You know, I'm hoping that 2021 is much brighter and we're able to connect in those ways again. Well, Kelly Burke, I'm, I'm actually going to vote in a mayoral election because I didn't even know that we had them. So this is uh, this has been very eye opening for me. And uh, I like I said, I was excited when I saw your name on the piece of paper just because of the fact that the two of us have talked from time to time. We met yeah. because of this show and you're just such a pleasant person to be around and you're nice enough to come on my show. And, and I don't want somebody getting elected. It's going to be like I'm not coming on that EP podcast. So I'm, I'm kind of excited that you're going to that you're running for mayor and that you seem to be the odds on favorite. Well, thank you. I'm really excited about it, too. And, um, you know, I look forward to um you know, connecting with people, um, you know, and, and talking to them about the issues that they think are important to the future of Evergreen Park. You know, it's with COVID, obviously, you know, we have to uh, rework how a, having a traditional type campaign, you know, is, is a little difficult. So we're going to have to um, brainstorm the other people on the slate, you know, Clerk Kathy Paro and our three trustees, um, Norm Anderson, Carol Kyle and um, Mark Phelan and figure out the best way to connect to people in a way that is comfortable for them so we can hear, you know, where where they see the village going in the future and, you know, what their concerns are. But we'll we'll figure it out and we'll, you know, connect with people and hopefully be victorious in April. Well, why don't you just gather them all together and uh, walk around and do Christmas carols next week? Just start off that way. And have and have and have somebody hold a sign that says all these people are running for office. Vote for them. <laughs> While you sing, that, I got an idea. See right there. I'm your campaign manager. That, that now. is actually an excellent idea. <laughs> State Representative Kelly Burke, who also would like your vote for the next mayor of Evergreen Park. Thanks so much for uh, for stopping in, Kelly. Thanks, Chris, and and have a great Christmas, and hope everybody stays healthy. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he 
can help you protect them. Sing with gladness, tis the season. Let your heart be filled with cheer. Light the candles, hang the holly. Christmas Day is almost here. Sing with gladness, tis the season. Let your heart be filled with cheer. Light the candles, hang the holly. Christmas Day is almost here. Oh, what fun, a friend indeed! Oh, what fun, the season's madness! Oh, what fun, the drum and reed! Fill your girdle with hearty pleasures, take delight in sweet! Giving gifts of childhood pleasures, on streets! Oh, what fun, a heart with gladness! Oh, what fun, a Friend indeed, oh what fun the season's madness, oh what fun the drum and reed. Fa la 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 la, fa la la la, fa la 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 la, fa la la la. Sing with gladness, this is the season. Let your heart be Join me down here at my nine-foot homemade oak bar in my basement. He's from Elite Benefits of America. You've heard the ad here on the EP podcast, but I have him down here because the EP podcast is part of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. One of the podcasts that I've been producing as of late is the Zemar podcast, and Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits has his own podcast as well, and I was like, Butch, we haven't talked down here. So welcome down, buddy. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. A little different here because normally you come down, you record at the at the basement bar, and I then I help you put the thing together, but uh, you're the guest today, so I hope you'll be able to handle that. I, it's a, I'll, I'm sure I'll manage. Yeah, it, it's a little <laughs> different, but uh, hey, well, let's go with it, right? The only thing we're missing is, missing is the beer, right? Right, exactly. Where's John, exactly. right? When well, yeah. you need him. <laughs> we should have John Brand out here while we were doing this. All right, so I sit down every week and work on your podcast where you talk about uh, insurance benefits, really for businesses. Like, that's what you do, right? You set up... You set up insurances for small businesses, big businesses, but basically like these are the right plans you should have for your employees. This is what saves the business money. This is what helps the employees. You kind of break down a very difficult thing for people to figure out, correct? Uh, yes, you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> for like, sure. It's like a spider web. Yeah. And you're just like, well, well, how does this work, right? And I've never known enough about it. Like I was a uh, a guy who was on his father's city of Chicago police department insurance that he was able to keep me on until I was 25 years old. By then I was already working at radio stations around the country and they always offered great insurance packages. The media seems to have really good setups, at least when I was in it. And then when I got out of it, very shortly after I got out of radio, my wife was working for a massive bank. So she had solid insurance. And then I went to work for the Cook County Sheriff's Police as a 911 dispatcher. And I would walk in and I would have a $3 copay and everything was paid for. Like if a kid fell down and was like, I think my arm is broken. I'm like, well, we'll just go to the ER because it didn't cost me anything. And now starting a small business, I'm starting to realize that not everybody had insurance as good as me my entire life, right? It's very different for most other people. Yeah, I call that spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you were very much spoiled uh, along the way, and uh, a lot of Americans actually are faced with the same decisions um, later in life. Um, it could be you um, moving into the entrepreneurship route. It could be uh, forced layoffs. And so the reality check comes in. The cost was always there. Uh, I always give the example is uh, you got teenagers, you're, you're paying for everything all through college. They're finally old enough to go on their own. And they're like, whoa, it's expensive to do all this. Well, yeah, but we were taking care of it before you were that old enough to take care of it on your own. It, the cost was always there. Right. So in reality, I was getting paid far less of my paycheck because my company had to pay a ridiculous amount of money for the insurance. Like when I left Cook County, they're like, you could stay on and pay what we were paying for it. And it was like $1,800 a month to have that kind of insurance out of my pocket if I wanted to keep it. Hey, so that, it was valuable insurance. I was going to say, that's pretty low compared to the benefits you were receiving. <laughs> wow, I got a deal. Yeah, All right. you got a deal. So, so, okay, but the thing that I got from your show is that now I'm out on my own and we're using my wife's insurance, which is terrible. I mean, it's got, you know, I'm like, oh man, if I, go, if I go to the doctor, I'm like paying the whole bill. Like, I'm like, this is terrible because it's the first time I've been away from my spoiled insurance in my entire life. And you did an episode where you were talking about understanding your insurance plan. And it made a lot of sense. You're like, if I have a car, I might look at the manual. I'll go into the mechanic and I might shop for prices. And if I have auto insurance, I'll sit back every six months and be like, do I really need this deductible? Is it really worth what I'm paying? And it's something people don't do with their health insurance. And in the middle of that explanation, and it might have been the same show or a different one, you were trying to explain that, you know, your insurance might be different than it was 10 years ago. But look for the perks because somewhere in there, there's a way to do things cheaply. And I'll give you an example of how you saved me a ton of money. After doing that, I got an ear infection. I could tell it was an ear infection. I knew what it was. I knew that I had burst an eardrum 12 years ago, uh, partially when I was landing. Uh, it was a quick landing coming back from overseas. I had a clogged up head to begin with. The plane came down a little bit too quick and I had this massive problem with it. I've been told by doctors, like every once in a while, you get a little bit too much fluid in your ear, you're going to get an infection there. You're going to have to clear it up with antibiotics. But with the new insurance, I knew I was going to have to pay some ridiculous price to go see the doctor and all this other stuff. And you were talking about the, like this teledoc thing. So I go to my wife. I'm like, we got teledoc? She goes, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. I was doing Butch's podcast. Yeah. And he's talking about a lot of these insurance companies have teledoc. So I look it up. I got free teledoc. I was on a phone with a doctor. Like my everybody else's insurance is different, but I'm just giving my example of what I learned from you. I, because of you, I knew I had, I should look to see if I had the option. Then I download the app. Then I get on the app with a doc within like 10 minutes. I tell him what the problem is. He sends a prescription to, to the, to the, uh, to the CVS up the street. I don't have any charge for it because that's included in the insurance. If I go to teledoc instead of paying to walk into the office. So I tried something new and then because it's so expensive on her insurance to go see a doctor, the flip side is the prescriptions were better. So in the end, I, it cost me $1.57 from the moment I used Teladoc app to getting the prescription that cleared up the ear. And if I would have done it the way I'm used to doing it, it would have cost me hundreds of dollars. So, I mean, that's the thing, right? It, understand what your insurance does. For sure. De definitely understanding what's there. And then uh, it'll give you the ability to even make changes in the future. Um, but um, yes, understand what's there. there. There's perks in almost every policy, especially in current times, uh, not just from the COVID era, but even prior. Uh, Teladoc is nothing new. It's been around for at least a decade. Yeah, but not, spoiled me. Never yeah. heard of Teladoc. Yeah. You're fortunate enough to even get back on your wife's insurance, which is probably better than what you could buy even on your own without 
enough information or even choices to, for that matter. And a lot of people are faced with those decisions. And then there's this high expectation of what it should be. Right. And, th- and then they get super disappointed when they're, they can't get access to the same benefits. Yeah, and you're, you're kind of the guy that kind of explains it. And I, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I, I didn't even know guys like you existed out there because again, spoiled. Like I, I, I just didn't, I didn't understand how the whole thing worked. I've learned so much just listening to it. And uh, I find Butch's shows to be really informative, and I think that you should reach out to Butch if you have any kind of questions. I thought you did a whole thing on, like, Medicare, and I was like, wow, if I didn't know this, I would screw this up when I got to it. Huh. Because it was like, well, you got to apply for this by this point, or you end up with penalties, or you don't get the same care as what other people get because you didn't file the paperwork on time. And I'm like, I never heard of this stuff. So, I mean, like, like there's so much that you can learn from it. So, first of all, check out the ZMAR podcast. Uh, it's on all different podcast players. Uh, I want to say you're at, you're at the ZMARpodcast.com, Yes, right? that's correct. Right, so you can check that out, or you can just check it out on any podcast player. Whatever you're listening to the EP podcast on, you can subscribe to that as well. And then if somebody wants to reach out to you at Elite Benefits, I'm going to give you the plug because you saved me a ton of money oh, sure. just with your advice. So I'm Thanks. giving you the plug, Butch. Sure, sure. They can call 708-535-3006. Otherwise, they go to EliteBenefits.net, not the .com, but dot, uh, .net. Awesome. Thanks a lot, bud. All right, next, time I'll, next time I'll have John Brand on here with some beer. You bet. All right. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things? When Tom Walsh is nearby, he's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor. Located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie. Member SIPC. My thanks to State Representative Kelly Burke, Butch Zemar also on the show, and the EP High School Madrigal Choir. As we head to the door on this episode, I want to let you know we're also heading to the door on 2020 here on the EP Podcast. This is the last show of the year. We return Friday, the 1st of January, 2021. And if pop culture and the media are to be believed at that very moment, all will be right with the world and everything will be 100% back to normal. I'm going to take a little break, enjoy the holiday season. The day this show comes out on Monday, the 21st of December, I know they're doing the drive-by Santa Claus thing over at the community center. We're going to scoop up the kids. We're going to put them in their PJs. We're going to get them some hot chocolates and we're going to drive by and then go look at the lights in the area. It's important to take some time and just relax during the holiday season. My thanks to you for listening to this show. 2020 was a huge year for the EP podcast. Listener numbers through the roof. We really did solidify ourselves as part of the Evergreen Park community, and we're looking for bigger 
and better things in 2021. And it's all made possible by those of you who listen to the show and share it with your friends and tell people about it. I really and truly appreciate it. I want to say thank you very much. I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. And Hannah and I look forward to seeing you again at the beginning of 2021. Make sure you are subscribed to the show on whatever podcast player that you prefer so you don't miss it when we come back with the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the broad basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.